Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Happy Wednesday, Edwin. Happy Wednesday, Andrew. Hump day, middle of the week. <laughs> it's all yes. downhill from here. Or uphill. No, 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 no. Don't say that. We need the people to have hope. Oh, <laughs> you know, that's one of those interesting things. So like when you get married and you ask your wife, hey, can you can you turn down the AC? Uh-huh. You know, some wives hear that as make the temperature lower. Some wives hear that as make the AC not run as hard. That's true. Okay. And so when you when you say it's all downhill from there, I don't have good connotations with that. When I think things are going downhill, I think, oh, that's bad. But but some folks hear that and it's like, oh, no, now I'm picking up speed and it's going more exactly. easily. So that's I, I that's one of those interesting idioms that you hear it two different ways. No, that is fun. That's funny. <laughs> you know, I, I often have associated that with a with riding a bicycle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and uphill, but downhill is, is the better way. Yeah. And, of course, I realize that seems like we're off on a tangent, uh, but... But you know that's what the psalms are full of—is those kind of idioms that we have to make. We got to figure right. out. Wait a minute, what is meant by what's this? going on here, and and how did they mean it? And yeah. So that's so I just thought I'd take an interesting moment because that's hey that's why I said we're maybe uphill because I was thinking well no it's it's getting better we're climbing the mountain that's a better thing <laughs> so that's good funny, times good times funny. anyway Psalm seventy seven all we'll right go ahead and jump into it I'm going to be reading today from the New American Standard version and here's what it says there. For the choir director, according to Jedithan, a psalm of Asaph, my voice rises to God and I will cry aloud. My voice rises to God and he will hear me. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. In the night, my hand was stretched out without weariness. My soul refused to be comforted. When I remember God, then I am disturbed. When I sigh, then my spirit grows faint. You have held my eyelids open and I'm so troubled I cannot speak. I've considered the days of old, the years of long ago. I'll remember my song in the night. I'll meditate within my heart, and my spirit ponders. Will the Lord reject forever? And will he never be favorable again? Has his loving kindness ceased forever? Has his promise come to an end forever? Has God forgotten to be gracious, or has he in anger withdrawn his compassion? Then I said, It is my grief that the right hand of the Most High has changed. I shall remember the deeds of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. I will meditate on all your work and muse on your deeds. Your way, O God, is holy. What God is great like our God? You are the God who works wonders. You have made known your strength among the peoples. You have by your power redeemed your people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph. The waters saw you, O God. The waters saw you. They were in anguish. The deeps also trembled. The clouds poured out water. The skies gave forth a sound. Your arrows flashed here and there. The sound of your thunder was in the whirlwind. The lightnings lit up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your way was in the sea, and your paths in the mighty waters, and your footprints may not be known. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. All right, so as... Asaph is writing this psalm and this contemplation. Uh, some name drops. Name drops. So we, we've talked a little bit about in the heading, Jedithan and Asaph and who mm-hmm. those fellows were. Yeah. But then we get into the text itself. We've got some more name drops. We've got Jacob and Joseph in verse mm-hmm. 15. And then, of course, it ends quite notably with Moses and Aaron. Yes. 
those names mean an awful lot to the Hebrews, to the Israelites, the Jews, um, but they do come from different eras mm-hmm. uh, in the history of God's people. So uh, let's let's do some name dropping. Let's talk about some names today. Well, so again, calling to mind what we talked about yesterday in that one section, where it's like the the psalmist has got his historical telescope looking back through history, and these things overlay, mm-hmm. and these these amazing pictures that are all almost like. Do you remember? Okay, I'm dating myself. You remember transparencies? Uh, you mean like. That you would put on an overhead projector? Yes, is that what you're yeah, transparency. It's like you'd put on an overhead projector. <clears throat> well, yes, I do. I guess did you they dated ha- me as well. Did, did they have that when you were in school, youngster? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, when I started in school, they still had some reel-to-reel film projectors. <laughs> yeah. I remember my second grade teachers fussing and fiddling yeah. with those things because I just couldn't get them to run right. Yeah. But I thought they were a cool thing because I loved the sound that made that kind of really fast whirring clicking sound yeah. of yeah. the of the projectors. So the transparencies, do you remember what you what you could do? Because one of the things I remember is those those sets of transparencies that were like Bible maps or even just world geography. Yes. Where you would lay down the first one on the yeah. transparency and it would put up on the overhead and uh, on the wall. And all you would see on the screen or the wall was like the bare outline of the geography of whatever it was you yeah. were studying. I, I think about it most in Bible geography because that's where I saw it most in classes. Yeah. But, but then they would then they would overlay on that the next one and it would show maybe the rivers. Mm-hmm. And then they would overlay the next one on yes. that. And then it would show the mountains and the valleys. And then they would overlay the next one on that. And it would show where all the cities were in that or or that kind of thing. Or maybe they would they would have the first one and then they would overlay on that the changes that happened from yeah. when the 12 tribes first came in to conquer the land. And then what it looked like when David was there, yeah. you know, and, and, and you would see those shifts. And so that's that's actually kind of like what's happening here. Can you imagine all those transparencies have now been laid on top of each other and the picture you get and and he's looking back. And so uh, I guess I've gone a long way around the barn to say that's why we end up with guys from different eras eras. Yeah, because he's he's actually even the events he's mentioned are all from different eras yeah, as, they he's, are. as he's brought up Exodus and mm-hmm. and flood and Sinai and the plagues, all of this kind of going together at the same time. And so he brings up Jacob and Joseph, and then he also brings up Moses and Aaron. Again, looking right. through that historical telescope, these are the these are the great people that he that he sees and uh, and and it and it calls to mind what what's going to help him hang on to God. With Jacob and Joseph, even with Moses and Aaron, these are unifying figures yeah. in the history of Israel um, and uh, important to look at. But I will say that not unlike um, the psalmist himself, as we get much of their stories in Scripture, mm-hmm. they certainly had certainly had their up times and their down times. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, t- times of, of great faithfulness and then um, trials. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in fact, I think I think the thing about Jacob. So this is one of those places. Whenever I hear Israel referred to as children of Jacob as opposed to children of Israel, mm-hmm. and especially the children of Joseph, that's that's weird. Namely, because I, you know, normally if it was going to talk about Joseph, it was talking about the northern tribes, and even then, yeah. normally it would say Ephraim, Correct. because Ephraim was the was the largest of those northern tribes. And so by is that who, autonomy who was a or, son yeah, of Joseph, right? Right. He yeah. was one of those sons. Anyway, so then I started thinking, well, why why in this context 
would we highlight those two fellas mm-hmm. instead of just using kind of the normal children of Israel? Why, why would we highlight those two fellas? And as you just pointed out, all right, Asaph is in a time of great chaos. Yep. Or actually, I guess you pointed that out yesterday. Uh, he's in a time of great chaos. He's in a time of struggle. He's in a time where he's wondering about what's God's plan, what's going on. Is is, is God no longer keeping His plans? And then you bring up Jacob. Mm-hmm. And I think about Jacob's life, and we know God had plans for Jacob oh, yeah. because there was a, a prophetic statement to his mom yeah, before he's even born. Yeah. All right. But then, then there's all this mess where instead of getting to be in the land, he actually has to leave the land. Yes, he does. He has to leave the land, and then he goes and he's with Laban, and Laban's taking advantage of him, and it doesn't seem like you know it's just kind of all questionable. But then he comes back, and on his way back, oh no, Esau's coming with four hundred men, which does not sound like a pleasant welcoming party no jacob is scared out of his mind there's a lot of chaos there's a lot of turmoil but in the end he gets back in the land and god's plan works and there's room for them and he's and he's restored yeah then we go to joseph and well let's consider his story was there a time in his life where maybe chaos seemed to be reigning? Was, was one there... of those pit experiences? <laughs> yeah, Death absolutely. Down in the pits experience. When his... He had a couple, didn't he? <laughs> That's exactly right. When his <laughs> brothers throw him in a pit and sell him to the slaves. Yeah. And then he gets down to Egypt and things start getting better. And the master's wife tries to seduce him. And when he won't play along, she gets him thrown in prison. Yeah. I mean, it's just a mess. It's a chaotic mess. So he gets taken out of the land. Mm-hmm. And it does not seem now. Now, one of the things about Joseph, I know we tend to think, well, God showed him what was going to happen because of those dreams. But actually, as we read through the story, there's no indication that Joseph actually knew that this was prophecy from God. He's had these dreams, and he tells them to his family, and his family's all upset. Yeah, but he's just but he's just going to serve God. He just serves God. But when it's all said and done, it's through Joseph. That God's people, even though you, how, how is this going to work? I don't know how this is going to work, but in the end, what does it do? Mm-hmm. It works. That's, yeah, it saves his people, delivers all those people. So now having heard all that, mm-hmm. and we come into mm-hmm. Asaph's psalm, why do you think maybe Asaph said, hey, I'm going to call to mind Jacob and Joseph? Yeah, because in the darkest moments, it's going to work. God's <laughs> yeah. going to deliver. Yeah, I'm not the first person that's been here. Yeah. I feel like I'm in the pit. I feel like people are misusing me and abusing me. I feel like I, I can't see where God is taking right, me. Right. I have no idea how this is going to work. It just seems like an absolute utter mess. Oh, but you know what? I'm a child of Jacob. That's the way it worked for him. Mm-hmm. I'm a child of Joseph. That's the way it worked for him. Maybe that's what I need to remember. And once again, th- this, is, this is one of those places where it's very subtle. We, you know, we easily see all the exodus Sure. Metaphor. Yeah. But very subtle in calling himself a child of Jacob and a child of Joseph, he actually calls to mind other great mighty works of God, of of people in their history that had been in dark times, couldn't see how God was taking them to anything positive. But when it was all said and done, that's exactly what God did. He worked through all of that and it came together. And of course, Joseph's statement to his brothers is, I get it. Y'all meant it for evil. God meant it for good. That's right. And God worked it out that way. Yeah. Yeah, it's a powerful thing in verse 15. You have with your arm redeemed your people. Um, the uh, callback, I think, to verse 10 
when he's questioning maybe about the right hand of mm-hmm. the Most High. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you what he did with his arm. He redeemed Jacob. He redeemed. He redeemed Joseph. Yes, that's and he'll exactly redeem his he people. Did. And he has done that, and he will continue to do that. You have made known your strength among the peoples. Who is a God great like our God? And once again, that's a question that goes back to the Exodus. That's the question that was asked after they made it through right. the Red Sea. Who is a God like our God? This is the God who has done this again and again and again. And if you remember in the law, in Deuteronomy 4 and verse 7, God says to them, there's no other God that has this kind of relationship with right. his people. So this is our God. Our God has this kind of relationship with us. And the way the New American Standard presents verse 10 is that as as he's wrapping up this first section, it's it's a grief. I think you're behaving differently. But then I remembered how you behaved. Then I remembered what you did. And, you know, there, there's got to be a thing that you say, you know, if God would go through all of this great, amazing power to get us out of Egypt, if God would do all these things with Jacob, with Joseph, with Moses and, Moses and Aaron. Yeah. Why do I think that he wouldn't hang on to that? Why why do I think that that would change? And he, and it, like we pointed out earlier in the week, he goes back to thinking about God, and that centers him. Yeah. And what a powerful thing that is! It absolutely is. We uh, thank you for listening to Text Talk today. Of course, we're always open to the feedback, the comments, the questions from our listeners. Send us an email: text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Send us an email: text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's pray. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for today. Uh, As we are in the middle of this week, we're glad that we could be centered upon your word. Father, to uh, recall the way that you work, we have no place to pigeonhole you, to speak in such a way, oh, I know what God will do, this and that. We know that you're true and faithful to your word and to your name. We trust you, Father, Um, but we do not want to make a caricature of you in any way. And this psalm helps us to, to keep that in perspective, to trust you, Father, and to love you, to trust in your right hand and the good that it does for your people. And uh, we pray, Father, that you might keep us in that way today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.